Blog Talk Radio. And thanks for joining in. Uh, Evolving Soul with Anthony. Really, Evolving Soul is a spiritual talk radio show and podcast dedicated to spirit and the many aspects of spirituality. Um, We want to provide spiritual resources for the total transformation of mind, body, and spirit. Radio show highlights interviews with spiritual lecturers and teachers, providing readers with a targeted insight of such teachings, which ideally will help people to live more of an authentic and empowered life. Um, there as well. I am your host, Anthony Maraca, and um, I'm just really happy to be back um, here online doing a podcast. Uh, it's been months. Uh, hopefully, some of you that are that are tuning in, maybe you're tuning in for the first time. Uh, maybe you've uh, been listening to the Bombing Soul channel where there's other mediums, um, uh, healers, and life coaches that are uh, do some shows on here. Pat Long goes on here. I know she's still been doing her show uh, monthly um, too as well. So, Thanks. I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's been months and, and uh, thanks for tuning in. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, I just felt nudged to, to be, you know, drawn back here to kind of come in and, and um, you know, interview other lecturers. Like I said in, in the, um, the beginning here, you know, Evolving Soul, uh, I started as a magazine and then it became uh, a, a, a blog talk radio show or a podcast really here um, and then brought uh, um, some other people involved. And really was for uh, the collective good, you know, for people to, you know, listen to healers, listen to development coaches, self-development, mediums, psychics, what yogis, uh, you know, health coaches, tapping, any, 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 any sort of modality um, that can help uh, evolve the soul here in some way. So, um, again, I'm happy to be back. I've said that about five times already. But let, let me just say, I, you know, I have a very uh, special guest here for my, for my first show back. Um, I'm just going to dive right into it here. Uh, Carissa Eves, medium Chrissy Eve here. Um, and let me just read her, some of her stuff here. Chrissy Eves' experience with spirit started as a young girl, but took many years of difficulty before she truly began to understand herself as a medium. Looking through the lens of childhood trauma, Chrissy Eve was often, uh, often afraid of her encounters with spirit. After years of struggling with depression, anxiety, trauma, and mental health professionals uh, dismissing her experiences, Krista finally began to accept her abilities as a gift rather than an affliction. She was embraced by other mediums and began to the path to healing as she began to understand herself as the psychic medium she was born to be. Krista is now a professional psychic medium with an emphasis on demonstrating and educating others about mediumship. She's a passionate mentor for others, helping to understand themselves and their own gifts, seeking the fruit, seeking the fruit that trauma often leaves behind for us to benefit from. She works closely with other mental health professionals to educate them about where mental health ends and abilities begin, helping to change the way the psycho- psychological world views otherworldly abilities. 
Chris has studied with many renowned mediums and has mentored directly with international two years. Chris has also mentored under pillar of mediumship and spiritualism, um, psychic medium Mavis Batilla. And I know actually Chris had just did a dem with her or, or shared the stage there uh, with her in the Boston area, if I believe, uh, if I'm mistaken. Let me just bring her on here and let's just get right to it here. Um, without no further ado, Chris, are you here with us? I am. Thanks so much for having me. Hi. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, I was I don't think I've ever really fully read your bio, you know, so you know, reading it yeah. and uh it's such a similar story and you know, we're 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 close, we teach together now. Um, you know, I, I uh you're a trusted friend, uh, yeah. uh excellent medium, amazing psychic. It's given me a psychic reading. If you're looking for an amazing psychic reading, also to contact Carissa. Um she's given me a uh, psychic reading that blew my mind. I mean, um literally time frames and everything that she had gotten. So no pressure. I don't want to put any pressure on you if someone tries to call you for a reading. But um <laughs> so uh, you know, just a trusted confidant and, and um, you know, good friend. And so interesting though, because because of the trauma, you know, you've had all this other trauma and yet um maybe that's why, you know, I was so drawn to you. You know, we met each other years ago in a workshop and, you know, kind of stayed uh, um, in communication ever since. And so, you know, interesting because you've had this trauma through other things. And me, meanwhile, my trauma was really through drugs and alcohol and, and, and stuff like that. So um, just talk to me a little bit about the struggle with depression um, and your anxiety. What, yeah. what were your struggles there? What was it like for you? And how did you really come to terms or, or kind of come to this awakening? Because I think, you know, I believe that, you know, someone reached out to me um, you know, uh, we call them the muggles, you know, a normal person had reached out to me, someone that I knew back in high school and asked me just about, you know, did I see that other mediums experienced trauma? And I said, yeah, it's funny, you know, and, and because they're, they were, um, I think they're a psychologist actually. And so they were asking me, I guess, for their own, uh, um, purpose. And so, uh, yeah. And, and it's funny because I do see that. And I think a lot of people that, you know, are drawn to mediumship or start to have these weird experiences with spirit, um, whether it's going to be mediumship healing uh, psychic, you know, channeler, author, spiritual lecturer, whatever it is, all kind of have this experience. So talk to me a little bit about the, the, the struggle with the depression and how did you really come to yeah. grips with it and accept it? Absolutely. And, and I, I will second everything you're saying. There's absolutely a link between mediumship and trauma. And I think between the similarities in our story, even though they've been different, that is the common thread that kind of brings us together and gives us a really unique perspective on mediumship and also on the way that we sort of teach and really connect other people's souls as well. So, you know, my story, I was sort of born into a really toxic um, custody situation with both of my parents. And, you know, it, it is what it was. It, it kind of went on for until I was 14, really. So it was a really toxic situation. There was a lot of trauma there. You know, the first experiences I can kind of remember with spirit were uh, being at my my dad's house, which I was just really, really terrified there as a kid. And I would always see them standing in my room and, you know, standing uh, outside of my window and looking in. And I would do the whole pull the blankets over your head, wait for them to disappear, pray them away (laughs) type of a thing. And so, you know, as a kid, of course, I'm already in a traumatic situation. Then I'm going to be scared of something that I see in the dark that nobody talks about. Really, it took me years for me to understand that they were showing up when I needed them most when I felt the most unstable and like I couldn't trust anything around me, that's when they would appear. 
And of course I can look back and see the blessing on that. But, you know, as a kid, of course, no context, nobody speaks about this stuff. You just don't understand. So I think I was, you know, predisposition to that anxiety and to that depression already from kind of childhood post-traumatic stress disorder. And as I kind of got older at the age of 14, I really started hearing spirit very clearly. And at that point, you know, you sort of mention things to your parents and they, you know, say, hey, let's go see a therapist. And I had had good experiences with a therapist, you know, through my journey already as a kid because of just this custody issue. And that was fine. But when I started talking about hearing things and seeing things, I'll never forget, I had one psychologist that said, uh, what you're talking about is schizophrenia. We don't think you're schizophrenic. So why don't you do yourself a favor and stop talking about it? And, you know, when you hear something like that at 14, there's only a few places you can go in your mind. You know, you're going to internalize that and think, first of all, fear. It triggered major fear for some sort of a diagnosis that's going to, you know, come with all these connotations. And also, there must actually be something wrong with you. So, you know, for me, that kind of triggered an even greater descent into that depression. And, you know, I spent a good part of my years, my teenage years, being suicidal um, and, you know, having just this complex issue of trying to understand who I was, how I was separate from these things like anxiety and depression, and, you know, not accepting or having any background about what abilities were. It just wasn't there, even though this is a lineage in my family, and I grew up with my mom shuffling tarot cards literally my entire childhood. That was totally normal, but there's always something new that comes out of it, right? So that it's a big jump from reading tarot cards to hearing people talk to you, and I can appreciate that. So for me, it wasn't until I sort of lost um, my grandmother, who was really like my second mom to me at the age of 19, and I went back to school um, to, to be a doctor, and I was pre-med, and I was doing really, really well um, in going to Harvard that summer, and unfortunately, I got in a car accident, and after this car accident, I had no broken bones, but so much muscle damage that I was in constant pain, and through that journey of sort of being shut down and, you know, put in a place where I couldn't return to school, I couldn't work, I couldn't focus on anything these abilities that I kind of rejected throughout my teenage years as I became very afraid of them started to grow and kind of come back out to such a degree that I couldn't ignore them anymore. And that was really finally when I reached out to another medium and, you know, it only took a couple sessions before literally my entire framework of my life changed. And I was able to look back on those experiences and say, Oh my gosh, that's what was happening. Or is this, this is who I was, not who they thought I was. At, at what point did you think, I mean, at, like, what point did that click for you? Do you know what I mean? Like, was that, I know yeah. that you said, you know, you spent most of your teens, you know, suicidal in some way. So when did that actually click? When did you actually, I mean, was there one experience that stands out in your mind and you say, wow, okay, this is really real, or wow, this is spirit. I know, you know, you had your mom shuffling towers. So you're always into, like, some sort of metaphysics or some sort of historic, you know, stoic, uh, yeah. you know, stuff. You know what I mean? So uh, was there Absolutely. one specific time, or is like, okay, this is what I need to do, and this is where I need to go and develop? Or... Yeah, you know, it's funny, because my mom would watch, um, like, when Lisa Williams had her first show, she would watch this, but there was such this, like, mental separation of, I must not be experiencing these things. It seems so different when it happens to her. 
And so I had like all these times growing, like in these later teenage years where I had what I would call epiphanies, which were just my mind trying to justify things. Like first I thought, oh, I just have a photographic memory. That's why I can see things. And then I thought, well, I just happen to be able to see things that haven't happened yet. Right. So you kind of go through all these justifications and I was really solid on all of that. Um, and it, it really, it wasn't until I reached out to that other medium where I was having these experiences and I said, you know, I've got a gentleman, you know, he follows me, he looks like this, he talks like this, his name is this. And she said, do you think everybody can describe the person that's around them? And I just, it, for me, that was that moment where I went, they can, you know, because it's like, if you grow up with it too, I think there's such a normalcy. First, you have that shunning aspect because nobody talks about it. And then you think to some degree, everybody must be just experiencing this. We're just not allowed to talk about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like yeah. it took me until that, that reaching out with other mediums where I really had that click. Yeah, see, that's interesting because it, it's almost like even, like I would think now, right? So, so what we talk about now and, and where um, – I guess more socially acceptable what mediumship is, or at least, you know, I think that it's a lot more socially acceptable with TV shows and, you know, that's open up society to it. I mean, listen, you still have your full blown skeptics and you, you know, your other people that, you know, whatever, and do those things, but it's becoming more, you know, acceptable in society. So I would think now someone that has these experiences is a little potentially, right. Potentially less, uh, you know, that you're maybe a doctor might tell you you're experiencing something different than, than that. You're, you know, you're crazy and you maybe should go to a psych ward or you, you understand what I'm saying? So I just yeah, like, no, I think do you, do you see that I more now? That. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, I wonder how many people in the past really potentially did get locked up in psych wards because they were really experiencing spirit. You know what I mean? And, you, and we'll just never know, Absolutely. but do you see that now more right now in, the, in your line of work? Do you see uh, people coming to you with uh, potentially, you know, having their own experiences or your uh, maybe parents are coming to you because their teenagers are having experiences, you know, do do, do you see that at all where, um, like I said, you know, kind of fragments of your own self, you know, within others, but all of a sudden spirit are sending you these people to talk to you because you've had these experiences before. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I think, I think we're definitely dealing with a different generation of parents. And even though my mom, I really believe would have been open, but you know, you have, you have to understand as you know, as a parent, right, we have that fear that something's wrong with our children. So if we have a professional that suggests something to us, we automatically go there and think, well, they've got to know what they're talking about. But I think we have what's different about this generation of parents is they've sort of backed off of that as they've seen, you know, not that I want to get into politics here, but as we've seen these sort of the back end of cigarettes, which used to be such a socially acceptable thing. And then we find out, okay, it causes the cancer. The parents now have this sort of awakening mentality and they, they question authority. They don't automatically assume every doctor, every psychologist is the end all and be all. So we have these parents that are seeking out alternative modalities. And I absolutely, you know, deal with a lot of children. I even deal with a lot of children with, you know, Asperger's or on the autism spectrum, helping their parents to sort of understand what they're experiencing. Um, Because realistically, what we're talking about is brains that work different, whether it's me with the mediumistic brain, which I believe, 
you know, has something to do with genetics, but was probably expressed through that trauma and creating new neural pathways. But the ADD brain is different. The, the autistic brain is different. They just work in a different way. And I think we as mediums, that's something we can tap into and even help these parents understand things differently. So I hope that there are less people now with my experiences, but I got to be honest with you, this is my experience is something you would expect to have happened exactly a hundred years ago when they were still locking people up, you know, in those mental institutions. I'm not even talking, you know, 20 years ago that this is what happened to me. So I certainly hope it's happening less. I work with a lot of mental health professionals now um, to make sure that it does happen less. And I, I think I'm also seeing a big shift in the mental health professional world in general. They're curious. You know, I, ha I work with so many therapists and psychologists that they just starting to get, yeah, there is something else beyond just a diagnosis. So I've got a lot of yeah. hope <laughs> that it is changing. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, actually, too, because I, I was thinking about, you know, I did a reading, I don't know, one or two weeks ago for a woman. And I always ask people, how did you hear about me? And uh, she had brought up, uh, it was her therapist. <laughs> it was her psychiatrist sent her to me because her psychiatrist was at a, a demonstration of mine, you know, and so she thought it would be good for her. And it turns out, you know, she lost her son, you know, she lost her son yeah. to drug overdose, unfortunately. And so, uh, you know, her own doctor recommended that she come for a reading for me. And so I thought that was really interesting to see that aspect, you know what I mean? Even psychiatrists or psychologists, um, you know, potentially seeing the benefit of, uh, you know, if you're an evidential medium to, you know, providing the evidence and, and getting messages uh, technically there, even for some sort of healing. You know, cause I, I believe that what yeah. we do is healing in some way. We're healing with words. We don't do the healing as the medium. You know, we let spirit speak through us, but becoming the voice of the voiceless um, and uh, yeah. by providing evidence that, you know, again, of who, who we have, but also of what's happening now in their life. Um, I think that gives them uh, someone that potentially has a skeptical mind or someone that um, has their, you know, a belief that it really is their child or whoever that is communicating them and then it being validated to them. I think that that alone can be very healing um, by nature. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. I, and I think that people are willing, people are just willing to give it a try in, in, that has changed from where it was 20 to 30 years ago. And I think even the diverse background we're seeing, because I know, I believe that you at least at one point came from an atheist background too. Is that correct? Um, not, no, I always believed in, uh, yes, I guess so. I never, I, I was never raised religious. Like my sisters went to like CCD. Like my family was probably, I would say holiday Catholic only went to church on the holidays. Yeah. So my sisters, my older sisters went to CCD. I, my mom never did that with me. You know, my mom was a single mom growing up. I mean, uh, when I was growing up and had our three kids. So she went back to um, college and, you know, to better herself um, for her kids and to get her master's and everything else. So I just didn't have the time to do it. So I, but I always believed in, I always believed in God. You know what I mean? I always believed in God. It's a, like deep down within myself, I always believed that there's a power greater than myself. You know what I mean? I didn't know what it was, yeah. but I chose to call it God. You know what I mean? And so a force of good yeah. um, type of thing, the universe, whatever you want to call it, you know, not, not some religious man in the sky that's, you know, saying good or bad things to you type thing. You know what I mean? That there's this flow of energy and right. you can get kind of get on that flow uh, um, there. So yeah, I, Yes, I, you know, so it wasn't, I don't, I always forget the terminology or what it was. Right, so more agnostic, yeah, I, I, for me, I was 
holiday Catholic as well. We kind of grew up in that. And I, I swung the other way. I really did. I went hardcore into atheism as I like embraced science and was going uh, as, as pre-med and that for me, I, you know, just as we're talking about how the willingness that people have to come to a medium these days, I think we're, we're even seeing that, you know, if I myself can do this work as a former atheist, <laughs> then who can't we reach? Yeah. That's interesting. So how did that even, you know, how did that change you in some way? Like if you were an atheist, you know, how did you come to the grips that there is this power to be spirit? Yeah. I mean, that was, it's funny. I think I believed in dead people before I allowed myself to believe in anything beyond that (laughs) because Mm. it was still, it was as that science minded person, it was, even though we don't have a scale for it or, you know, I, I can't, I can't prove it to another person that I'm experiencing it. I was still having those experiences by myself. And once they were quantifiable, once I could take the evidence that I was getting and give it to another person and be validated in that, I could sort of reassure myself, okay, this is something that's actually happening and I can do this. Yet there was still no tangible process for me to understand God or any universal connectedness, right? Because realistically, you can still be agnostic and be a medium. So I think, you know, I think I still have those days where I think most of people just probably shocks people the most, where I slip into that sort of agnostic background and go, I don't really know what it is. I believe in my dead people, however. Um, But I, I do believe in this universal force, this concept of God, if you will, or divine intelligence. Um, but for me, that, that took years into my mediumship, I really believe, for me to even be able to allow myself to feel it. But I also think you have to understand if you've got a traumatic background and that wasn't something instilled in you strongly as a core principle, it, it really, it's kind of a juxtaposition there from what you were taught to believe that, you know, you weren't safe in the world, there's no guiding force uh, because your environment didn't feel safe. So I think that's why it took me so long to sort of grasp and I think it's, I just, I believe personally for me and the, the science mind that I have and my background, that faith is just, it's a path I have to walk every day. And someday it meanders, some days it dips, some days it's easy and it's, it's great, but it hasn't been straight and narrow that I can tell you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let me ask you this because, uh, you know what, let me just say this before, um, because I'm looking at all these people on the switchboard and, you know, we're going to get to some readings here towards the end of the show. And just let you guys know, if you guys are on the computer, the chat room is open. I I never used to open it, but I know that some people used to like to go in there and maybe type a question or chat away. So just letting you guys know the chat room is open there. Um, I guess you got to find it there on your computer. Um, so, so again, Krista, let me let me change it up here for a second. Um, as far as mediumship, because I, I know you're a teacher, of mediumship. Um, I, you know, I know that you're very connected to to spirit guides um, and all that other good stuff. Um, is there anything for people that are listening in that that are potential mediums or developing mediums here too as well? Is there is there any one thing that helped you get clearer with your abilities with, with your you know clear with your mediumship abilities? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think number one, you have to sort through your own stuff. Uh, I think people often because we see mediumship as talking outwards or talking to spirit or working with spirit, we forget that we're the biggest factor in our own mediumship. So if you've got any sort of trauma, which really is everybody that's lived an earth life, right? If you've got any kind of difficulties or pent up feelings, they've got to be worked through because 
the biggest mistake that I see with developing mediums and even some professional mediums is that they haven't spent enough time working past their own personal bias. The more work you do on yourself, the more you can release those biases and that you can come to a space of hopefully non-judgment. And that's really what it takes for us to be completely accessible to the spirit world is to come from a place of non-judgment. Mm, interesting. So you're saying in a sense, self-development and really working through your own stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and be aware, pay attention to, because here's the thing, living in this society that we have, especially we've got a Facebook driven society, you know, all the social media stuff. We're so quick to make instant judgments. I mean, think about it. You see a post, you like it or you don't like it. That's an instant judgment. So, you know, we not only 30 years ago was this already happening in our society, but we've basically taken that and put it on speed and the people that we're working with now. So, um, so we have that sort of instant of judgment all the time. And that can affect your mediumship because if you are, you know, you can assume a lot of things about your communicator. And the more you work through your own stuff, the more you see the framework of where those judgments came from. And once you dismantle that, then you're getting back, first of all, relieving yourself of whatever these issues are. And then you're allowing more space in your mediumship for a spirit to come through in a different capacity. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, beautiful. Yes, 100%. I think, you know, I think you just said it in different terminologies in some sense where I think I've always said or I've always felt for spirit. You know, even, you know, I guess for me in my life, you know, even before, uh, you know, me being late to the game here, um, you know, and, and everything starting to happen to me when I got sober in my early 30s and my development started for spirit, I guess we're developing our whole life. I'm saying my active development um, of, of yeah. mediumship. You know, I was always uh, drawn to self-development, you know, something I've always, for some reason, uh, been drawn to, always wanting to peel back the layer of the onion. So you just said it in a different yeah. way in some sense. Now it totally makes sense here too. Um, I got to ask you this. I, I, you know, I used to ask this to everyone. And so it's always like the one question, you know, that stirs within <laughs> my mind, you know, sometimes. So um, I, I ask this to everyone on the show. Uh, what is your belief? Do we create our reality or do you believe that there's some form of spiritual destiny in some way? Oh, such a good question. And, and I'll be honest with you. I think I've formulated so many opinions about this and it is always and constantly changing. Um, but I, I do believe there is some sort of divine intelligence that has already designed something for us, whether that's us before we've come into this lifetime or it's been some sort of force and us before we've come into this lifetime. Um, but I, I don't, was I believe we can create how we respond to our environment. I think that's what get lost in translation. A lot of people say you create your reality. I think what you create is how you respond to your environment, which determines how you experience your reality. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yeah, totally. Like you're, like I posted a memo on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. It was like something to the, the fact of, you know, anything that you experience goes through your perception of BS. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah. again, what I'm seeing, um, it's going to go through my perception and my beliefs and my old traumas and anything else that's housed within myself. And so I either see it as a good or a bad thing. You know what I mean? But, but really it's Absolutely. just, thing. we give meaning to it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, yeah. uh, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm right in there too, and it's funny. I liked how you said. I love how you said. Uh, it's constantly changing because I think my, you know, I 
like I said, it's it's a question I've asked probably almost to everyone that's ever come on. Um, it's a question that uh, I've always been intrigued by. And uh, my sense of it has changed. Remember, you know, probably two days. It's funny. You know how uh, with Facebook, you you see memories, you know, the Facebook memories come up. And uh, when I look back at 2011 and see some of my posts, um, I went through uh, a life coaching school, which was Quantum Success Coaching Academy, which is basically really it's a it's a life coaching school teaching life coaching um, to be a life coach, uh, you know, revolving around the law of attraction. And so looking at my 2011 post compared to what I think now, how dramatically shifted, uh, my sense of the, of, of it is, or my perception of that wording, uh, um, has completely changed, uh, uh too as well. So I, I think it's interesting and it's still always evolving, right? It's, it's always evolving to Absolutely. some degree here just through my experiences, yeah. you know, that's, it's through my own experiences, not because, uh, I know the ultimate truth because I don't think anyone does, you know, and maybe we all come here with different, you know, paths. I, I have no idea. I, I can only talk about, you know, my experience and, and seeing it in my life in some way. Absolutely. And I think the more, you know, the further along I get on my journey, that's what I end with is the most comfortable. I, I can only speak about my experience. And, you know, I think that's all we really can do. There's no authority on sort of law of attraction or what governs the laws. Everything that we're speaking about is theory. We don't have any way to prove any of it. So I think that, you know, us as mediums, having that perspective is so important that we, our clients know that that's how we feel. Our students know that's how we feel. Is all we can speak about is our own journey because that's all we have. Absolutely. You know, let me ask you this. Um, well, two things I want to say real quick here. Uh, one, you just shared the stage with Mavis, you know, up there in, in, um, in Boston. How was it? You know, how was it for you? What was your experience like? Were you nervous standing up there with, with her? How did it go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I demonstrate regularly. So I think, I think you always have some nerves when you step up there, but I, I sort of jokingly have prided myself on the fact that I've gotten past most of my nerves. Um, but of course this experience was completely different. I felt like it was the first demonstration I'd ever done. So I was really nervous, but honored to, you know, share the stage with me. This is, she's so incredible and you never really know what she's going to pull out of her hat. And she had, she just had some of the most incredible details that I've ever heard come out of a reading. So was I nervous? Absolutely. Um, I was sitting next to her the whole time too, as you know, sort of the speaker was speaking and that only uh, grew the nerves, but it went, it went really, really well. Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it and it, it, I hope to do it again someday. Awesome. Let, let me, you know, as you're talking, the other, other questions formulate in my mind here. So, Gifts or abilities? What what would you call it? Gifts or abilities? What what do you what do you call it? I, I definitely call it abilities. Um, I I think I think that word gift. Okay, so this is something I try to work through with my students. Gift implies that I have the burden of having to share it with someone, and although at times it may feel that way, I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that everybody that has mediumistic abilities has to choose to do this as work. So I like the word ability because it's something I'm able to do, but I have free will of whether I want to choose to do it or not. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I call it abilities too as well. Um, I don't know. I, it's not even that. I just think the whole um, gifted, I don't know, it just becomes an egoic thing, I think, in some way. So I just always like to call it yeah. abilities. Uh, um, and how were you able to be able to trust 
your guides so well? Because I, I know that you're very connected to, to guides. Um, like I said, I've gotten, you know, you, you've read for me uh, um, psychically and spirit guide, uh, you know, kind of a reading where you, you know, you use your intuition, plus you also felt, you know, info coming there from spirit. So how were you able to trust your guides um, so well? Is there a specific thing or is there one thing um, or a couple things, uh, whatever. It, it, was there a couple things that really you were able to do or what would you suggest to someone that's trying to, you know, create this relationship better to understand um, what, what their guides are trying to give them or they're, they're trying to connect to in some way? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, for me, it definitely has grown over time as well. Um, I think in, that, in the beginning of that experience, when I had sought out another medium to sort of understand myself in a different capacity and I found out about guides, honestly, it was a relief because I had felt or heard this voice talking to me at the back of my head for so long that once I had an identity to, you know, first of all, it erased all those concerns of schizophrenia that were probably still lingering back there. And it sort of validated like, oh, that's what this could be. And so I just started approaching it from a different angle and kind of saying, hey, voice, I guess I'll talk back to you now instead of just telling you to shut it. Because usually I love to tell people a way to discern whether it's your guides or not is, are they telling you something you don't want to hear, but you know is for your highest and best good? So that's a, that's a great sort of check-in because really they often are the voice of reason or the voice that says trust this or have faith or take this left, um, you know, when you know that the GPS is staying turned right. And just the more that you decide to, consciously trust that voice, tune into it, and communicate back with it, the greater the relationship develops. And I think then it's bigger trust falls, really, because then, you know, then I really do hear things like turn left, and I'm like, I, listen, I'm 10 minutes late. I got to take, I got to take a right here. And, you know, you just, you wait for it to kind of build, and it's to say, no, really, take a left, and you just go, all right, screw it, here I go. I'm taking a left, and I'm out on a wing and a prayer. And so I, I all I can say is trust is the biggest piece to help facilitate that relationship between you and your own guides and taking the time out. Cause if you feel like most people don't have that connecting voice all the time in the back of their heads, that's totally normal too. So take the time out in meditation to sort of, I, I try to get people to separate, do your regular meditation and then save that last five to 10 minutes to say, now I'm consciously trying to connect with my guides. This is separate time. This is not just time me going in. This is me trying to invite my personal spiritual support team to commune with me. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of, it's interesting cuz I, I you know I I I I do that now. You know what I mean? I'm a meditator and um you know, I try to meditate uh not for the focus of connecting with my guides. You know, I, I meditate to meditate and, and just to try to yeah. you know, clear my mind and you know, let things go and, and and any of that good stuff and then, you know, probably towards the last five or 10 minutes, I try to, you know, I'll, I'll bring that, that time in and I'll call in, call on my guides or I'll call on a guide and, and just see what I'm feeling, sensing, hearing. Um, so that, that's just perfect. Um, I, you know, I had something else I wanted to ask you. Oh, what's your primary way of communicating when you're, when you're using your mediumistic abilities, uh, you know, clairaudience, clairvoyance, or what, what do you feel you're prim- primarily? I know that we're everything. So I just want to be clear with everyone yeah. that we're everything, but you are, Primarily, uh, um, you know, certain senses might might be more dominant than others. Yeah, so I I think I find myself most often describing um, clairaudiently and clairvoyantly, but I know that 
you know, I, I'm using that clairsentience basically as the backboard that all of those impressions are pinging off of. So it's funny. I don't, I used to be clairvoyant. That was my predominant clair. It's really kind of shifted and I really feel that they're pretty equal. But I really, if I, if I guess if I get stuck on something, I'm relying on my Claire audience. That's where I like to go because it's least likely to misinterpret, right? Because when you hear it, you hear it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very much. I, I mean, I don't think you can misinterpret, um, you know, your Claire audience because that's one, the one thing about clairvoyance in a sense. You know what I mean? Where, the, you know, with a picture, you could, it's a million and one ways that you can interpret a picture. And, and so you can be off on your interpretation yeah. of that. But I think if you heard it, it's a lot easier um, there. Um, Self doubt. Let's talk about it real quick. I want to ask about it. And then I want to uh, um, kind of get to the phones here and readings real quick. Um, you ever have to deal with self doubt? Every day. In your, in, in uh, your, I mean, we clearly, clearly, I know that when you were younger, we were just talking about that. But I'm saying now, um, what what pops arises for you? Do you still deal with some self doubt with your mediumship? Uh, so many times, uh, you know, I did a, a Facebook Live about uh, fear and doubt in your mediumship, and and um, so many times, uh, and it's on YouTube. So people still from there now see it, and they friend request me, and they reach out to me. And, you know, they bring it up and it's like, no one's really talking about it for some reason, you know, mediums are just talking about how great everything is, but, um, what, what like, yeah. you know, what do you do to deal with your self doubt when it arises? Cause I'm sure it does. It does. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I just, I genuinely think that it is normal to struggle with self doubt throughout this process. You know, hopefully we transcend it at some point here in our lifetime. Uh, it hasn't happened yet for me. So um, it, it definitely arises. And I think as a Capricorn, I'm more prone to sort of that mentality that makes me, you know, anything that's not perfection, I have to question and try to pick it apart, right? So that's just naturally my nature. And um, so what do I do to sort of combat that? Well, I'll be honest with you. When I love to demonstrate the most, the most confident I feel in anything, in, in as far as being a mom, a wife, a medium, whatever, the most confidence I have is when I'm up on stage demonstrating. And for me, that's because I'm finally at a space where I'm completely able to be with spirit, just be in spirit. So I, I sort of go back to that. If I'm sort of struggling and, and having a tough time in my mediumship, I'll almost try to force myself to add an extra dem or to get back out there because I know it's going to boost me up. But at the end of the day, I go back to spirit. That's, I guess, where the source of my, my faith in even myself comes from because I know they want it to work. So if I can trust enough in them, I have to trust in them for, I mean, I have to trust in myself for them to be able to use me effectively. So I just keep going back to them, I guess, you know, I, I just look at it as every day I'm here doing this because I meant to be, and if they wanted me to do something else, uh, they probably, or at least hopefully would have let me know by now. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, um, so let me let me just say before we start uh, get on a couple calls here. The um, Chris, how can people find you if they're looking for more info about you? I'm sure you're going to be writing a book. Um, you know, if they want to yes. book an appointment with you, give, give us your website. Yeah, it's it's carissaevemedium.com, and um, I think I'm I'm booked out there right now. But I'll just be adding new slots in this week if anybody is looking for. Um, to book an appointment and you know you can follow up on the facebook page for different events and uh yes that book is in the works not sure when it's going to be out but i will definitely be working on it awesome and uh yeah uh just for everyone to know her, i've actually dropped her website is in the 
underneath the blog talk, what you guys are listening from there on the very bottom of her bio there, her website's listed there. So you could spell it out. Um, so if you mess it up some way, uh, the other thing is too, I totally forgot I did this. Um, I've just clicked on the other page here. Um, scrolling, if you're watching or listening in, uh, you're, you're seeing, uh, some pictures, a picture of Krista, a picture of me. And then the last picture is actually, uh, I totally forgot the flyer for our, uh, level one beginners mediumship. Um, that starts February 12th. So me and Carissa do uh, teach together. We teach online courses. Um, we did a beginners already. We're in an intermediate right now. That group is just about finishing an intermediate and going to be shifting to advanced. And we're just starting um, an eight-week beginners course. Uh, so if you feel drawn to work with spirit, you've had some experiences, you want to get to know a little more, to hone in on your abilities, to see how it's all working or how it works, um, it's a great uh, class there, eight weeks, starts February 12th, if I'm looking at it right. Let me just make sure. Yeah, February 12th, it begins. Yeah. Uh, um, and I think you could find information on it uh, on my website. It's listed under events courses. I think the link to the Eventbrite. Or do you remember the Eventbrite link off the top of your head? Because I don't. Um, I do. It is developing mediumship in, I think, let me make sure this is the right one. It's developing mediumship. I think I had to change something. <laughs> because we had already used the first one. But I, I know it's developing mediumship. Um, it may say level one. So let me just pull it up and I'll let you know in a minute. I think I know it's on my website. So if anyone goes to my website, anthonymaraca.com or mediumanthony.com and click on events or classes, it actually will bring you there too as well. Perfect, yeah. All right, so let, let me see here. Um, you ready for some calls, Chris? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let me, um, I just want to find this one person cause she's been on for a while and I think I thought it was Chris and I clicked on her and she's already was on way before the show even started. So, um, I believe this is you, but let me go with area code six, six, one, four, seven, one. Are you there? You're on. Hello. Hello. Area code six, six, one. Um, I think they dropped. So, yeah, my intuition serves me well today. Uh, they were on actually and asked me if they were doing readings, so I'm shocked that they just dropped. So let me let me let me just pick. You know what? I'm gonna let you pick. I'm gonna pick one, two, three. I'm gonna get. Give me a number between one and three. Two. Oh, interesting. Area code two zero one. You're on. Are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. Do you have a question? Do you have a question or do you have um, something that you want to know from Carissa? Well, um, I just decided when I pushed the number for the heck of it and said to myself, you know, I really don't have one specific question, so I'm going to leave it to spirit. If I'm chosen, I would love, I'm open to receive the message that is for my highest and greatest good at this very moment. Ah, beautiful. Awesome. Now, what's Go your ahead, first Chris, name, take love? it away. Yeah, what's your first name, love? Lynn. Lynn. Okay, Lynn, thanks so much for calling in. Um, You know, the first thing that I'm seeing kind of coming through is I feel like I'm starting to work with your guides is uh, they're showing me a heart-shaped box, okay? And they're basically 
as I open it up, I can see that there's all this stuff inside here. So I know they're, they're lovely. I love when guides choose to work metaphorically with me, but I know that you've been carrying around a lot. So they're showing me that I think you are such a do-gooder for other people. You are so nurturing and you're always trying to do what's best for other people. And there's this sort of heart that is sometimes a little overwhelmed and overloaded because I think there may be a little bit of a difficulty for allowing other people to do for you and you end up doing so much for other people. And what I'm seeing is this just lovely connected space that they're just saying, make sure you're allowing yourself to receive as much as you're giving out. And, and I got to say on the end of that, I feel like you don't give yourself as much credit for how much you do do for other people. You seem to be such a very warm, loving person that's always putting everything out there. Do, does that resonate with you? Yes. <laughs> okay. And I know it's hard. We, we can become over-nurturers at times. But there's, I, what I'm hearing here is don't be afraid to sort of – I think we use that word boundaries, and it has almost a negative connotation at this point because people think, oh, boundaries, i got to shut somebody out of my life. But I don't think that's the true sense of it. I think boundaries is meant to say – you say no if you don't feel like, you know, showing up in, at that person's door at that time that they've invited you. Or, or it's okay to just not answer the phone if you know that person's calling you for advice again, but you always feel tired after that conversation. So, you know, what your guys are saying is just don't be afraid to, to check in with your own gut and your own intuition and just do what's right for you. Worry more about your own feelings. I've been practicing that for months now and um yeah i have to say that it's it's like an onion <laughs> there's many yeah. levels of it absolutely so that's beautiful Which, yeah you know you've got a healer's energy about you so i don't know what you do for mm-hmm. work love but you have a healer's energy and i would i'd suggest if you don't if you've never done reiki or taken reiki to look into something of that line of work because you just have a natural healing energy that's being emitted from you and that's, I think, why you've been called into the space these last few months to sort of reassess the boundaries. Because really, you're, you're doing more and more healing work as you go on. Yes. <laughs> that's beautiful. Now, I've taken um, many classes, and um, I would like to call myself an explorer. Um, <laughs> but I've never, I've never thought to take Reiki. Um, I'm always happy to share my light. So... Well, I see a lot and, uh, more healing work for you in the future. Oh, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I appreciate your time and the validation. Oh, well, you're so welcome. Thank you for calling in. Thank, Thank you, you, Lynn. Okay, I'm going to put you right back on, on mute here, Lynn, okay? Hold on. Thanks, love. All right. All right, I have our caller 661 Um back here so let me just grab her and um let's see erica 661 are you there hey anthony hi you're back how are you guys i'm back i don't know what happened i was like (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) that's funny um do you have a question for carissa Yes, Carissa, I actually have two questions. Um, I'm currently in a big life change right now and am wondering if I'm making the right decision moving forward. Yeah, well, one, they're telling me, talk about trust falls and leaps of faith, babe, you're in it. (laughs) So they're making me feel like this, this big change of direction for you is a massive leap of faith. I know you're putting a lot on the line here and you're, you're literally changing everything in your life. 
And mm-hmm. you're giving me the sense that this is a really for a vision of having a better quality of life. I think, you, you know, you are naturally are a hard worker. You've always dedicated yourself and there's this sort of, you've played by the rules, you've climbed the ladder, you've done what you needed to do to get where you are. And this is sort of almost like the final step. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're basically saying, yeah, and you, you know that this is it. You know that this is everything that you've worked up to. And so that's what they're showing is you, you've gotten yourself here through trial and error, but you deserve it. And I know it feels like a massive leap of faith, but I completely see you like within the next six months of being in that space where you're, the thing is, I feel like your mind is always constantly going and you have a tendency to kind of almost be overworked all the time. And I feel you finally mm-hmm. settling. It's going to, t- it's going to take you, is there a move coming up for you with this too? Because that's what they're showing me. Um, yeah, I believe so. I haven't quite got that far yet. I'm not quite sure yeah. which direction to go. I'm kind of trusting okay. spirit at the moment. <laughs> yeah. As you should, but I do see a move between April, May. Okay, that's what they're showing me first and foremost. And so that's where I'm taken okay. to June. June is where I finally see you exhaling, coming in with a sense of peace, like I know I made the right decisions. I'm actually experiencing more um, more relaxation, a better quality of life all around general. So I see there's a career shift here. There's a move here. There's relationship dynamics changing. But everything, even though it feels scary, is jumping forward. It's all positive momentum. That's great. Um, My second question is I am new to mediumship, very new. And I guess I'm wondering where exactly I'm supposed to go with this. Yeah, okay, great. So um, you're asking that question for a reason, okay, <laughs> because you, mm-hmm. you already yeah. are feeling the calling. And so I think it's really lovely mm-hmm. that you're doing this massive shift in your life right now because just like I talked about with that coming into that space where you're less overworked mentally, what you, you don't even mm-hmm. realize what you're doing is you're prepping for more space in your life to allow that mediumship to grow. So I do believe you yeah. will be working as a medium at some point in your life. I very much believe that the, this is the preliminary stages. And so now okay. is the time to, um, you know, you're going through so much in these next few months that I would say, you know, trust your gut, trust spirit here. If you feel led to do something um, like a class or something like that, but maybe try to do it kind of minimally as you go through all these other shifts. But second half of the year is where I see more of that sort of studious energy coming in. You really kind of getting to the bottom of it because that's what it feels like. I love your inquiring mind. And I love that you're asking every question as far as mediumistic behavior and understanding it all so there's there's definitely you're growing here i see you doing mediumship work i just see that it's going to unfold for you over the next two to three years as you're you're really doing the work now to give yourself the space to grow there mm-hmm. yeah so now absolutely. is the, now thank is you the foundation. so much you're so welcome thanks okay. for calling in thank you thanks anthony thank you have a good day you too Let's see here. Um, I'm drawn to this number, area code 262. Area code 262989. You're you're on the air. Are you there? I am. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Do you have a question for Hi, Carissa? Rachel. Well, funnily enough, the first two callers kind of asked both the same questions that I was hoping to ask. Um, I too am going through a big life change right now. And I was 
kind of looking for reassurance from spirit that what I am doing is correct. Great. We can do that. Just because they asked, it's going to be different for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as far as, as far as this life change, Rachel, I'm really drawn to a relationship. Okay. And they're making me feel like there's a lot of things changing in your relationship. Do you understand that? Uh, Yeah. Okay. And this to me feels very much like uh, uh, this is like starting a completely new chapter is what they're showing me. So as far as I I do think actually the answer is quite different from all these other callers, because I think you have um, what I'm seeing anyway, is you having put up with a lot and I'm not speaking about just in relationship. I'm just speaking about your life in general. There's been this sort of tendency to tolerate things around you and something happened about, 16 months ago, between 16 and 18 months ago, where you flipped the switch on that and you were actually like, no, I'm done. And there's a sense of you kind of coming into the space of saying, no, no, Rachel's living for Rachel, not anybody else. So this is totally different. This is about you empowering yourself completely, you being the master of your own destiny. Um, And I see you kind of rising up over these last 16 months and saying, I'm just, I'm just fed up really is what it feels like to me. So do you understand that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> there's so much power in your energy with this. There's, there's this facilitating sort of peace in your soul right now that is, it, talk about you're on the right show, babe, evolving soul. <laughs> you are in that, <laughs> those stages of just busting out of that shell and saying, I'm done. So I see this around the, you know, now is your time to not hold back. You are getting it so clear from spirit. You know exactly what you need to do, but there's just sort of this, this layer of resistance still. You've risen up in your power enough to do it. You know what you need to do, but you're stuck in this layer of, but what if I'm wrong? And the yeah. thing is, you have, you've been there for too long. Like as in prior to this experience that you had about 16 months ago, you spent too much time in that I'm wrong. And that's one of the things you're done with too. You're done with questioning yourself. So the message that I'm getting loud and clear is you know exactly what to do. Don't question yourself. Spirit's giving you the answer. You know what's happened in the last three months? Things have started to add up for you. They're showing me there's like puzzle pieces clicking together. And you know you're going, can it be this easy that I just walk forward? And they're saying yes. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm glad it worked for you because I'm telling you, this, this is your time, my love. This is your time. That's amazing. That is amazing. Thank you. I, I, yes, I just, uh, <laughs> I just retired from my job and have started putting in my own soul practice work to um, putting it out there. So, yeah. Beautiful. That's perfect. You awesome. just go Thanks keep again. on being in your power. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank again you for calling in. Thanks. Let's see. All right, I got like uh, you got like a two minute or like real quick one, but let me let me uh, let me find some. Ooh, this one's been holding on. Three five two area code three five two three one seven. Are you there? I am. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hi. Hello. We got a quick. We got quick timing here, so we got a quick question. You got a question for Carissa? I do. Could you give me a message from Spirit on uh, how? how is the uh, best way for me to move forward on my uh, legal situation trying to collect my wages that are owed to me by a former employer 
Um, it's, okay. It's been a battle. <laughs> okay. Yep. Nope. I got this already. Um, what, what's your first name, love? Cindy. Okay. Thank you, Cindy, so much for calling in. Um, first and foremost, what they're showing me is that I do feel like you already worked with uh, one lawyer or one uh, professional that's given you some uh, sort of, I don't want to call it pro bono advice or free advice, but it's been low cost, and they're basically showing me somebody that's it's a gentleman and a little bit of, uh, he, he's not real too interested in the case. Do you understand that? Actually, I hired him, yes, and um, okay. it's supposed to be, he gets paid when I, when we settle the case, but he's been giving me very bad advice, actually, because he just could care less and this exactly. sent me a That's settlement agreement and advised me to sign it that's not enforceable. It's in the terms of the agreement. I can't enforce it if they don't pay me. <laughs> okay. And, and that's perfect. That's exactly what I feel like. No money has been exchanged or it's been very little so far, but I feel mm-hmm. like he's not interested in the case. So I, I really, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I think you're getting bad advice here. Um, what they're showing me is another uh, male middle-aged lawyer sort of coming on to the case. I don't know if you've been started to look around, but I'm feeling like he's in your local area, but he would be a little, I know this is going to sound hard, he's a little more expensive than who you've already hired. But what they're showing me is don't be afraid to not hire somebody that's more expensive because he can actually legally get you out of the contract that you um, engaged in with this first lawyer. So right in your first consultation, that's what you want to put out there is how do I get, but I really do feel you can be released from this lawyer that you're working with right now. That's what I'm concerned about in trying to um, find a, another lawyer that will accept my case after, another, well, there's already another attorney that's involved in it, but that he's given me incredibly bad, uh, he, he's handled my case very badly without going into all the details. Cause I'm, no, but, yeah, I, he, I agree with you. And for you, I think that this is the hard part, because I think when we get wrapped up in these situations and our funds are limited, we think we've got mm-hmm. to go low cost. But for whatever reason, Spirit is saying you've actually got a goal with a little bit of a higher-end lawyer here because it's good, even though you may have to pay them more, it's going to be worth it to you in the long run. And they'll get, at, they'll get you out of both of these situations with both lawyers. So I don't feel yeah. money be exchanged with them, but I feel like you need to go up at least one level in kind of cost. And I can feel your sort of fear and kind of overwhelm with that. But I can tell you it's going to be worth it to you in the long run, and you'll be able to finish this case in 2018. I feel there's been a lot of stalling, a lot of, like, you know, things being shuffled and dates being pushed back. And what they're telling me is when you get that right lawyer, you know, I still see you kind of looking around in February. So just make sure that you're, you're going to feel that trust with them. They're going to be really competent seeing as somebody shuffling the papers of your case and going, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So they're going to be almost disgraced as they're going re- reviewing your case. Uh, so look for that reaction. Uh, look for uh-huh. your gut to tell you that this is the right person and look for that pay call, that pay, you know, to, to make you feel uncomfortable and know that that's going to help you identify this right person. But I really do feel you finding them in February and I think you're going to get this settled much faster than it's already been dealt with. So I'm sorry for the trouble you've had with it already, my dear, but certainly oh. you're looking on the bright side. Thank you. How do I find this new attorney? Because I've, I've like looked like, to, uh, you know, I'm like blue in the face and <laughs> I'm like <laughs> frustrated. Yeah, I've you, talked you know, to some that say we don't want to get involved because this other attorney's already muddled it up. <laughs> I know. Do you live on the, do you live on the outskirts of a small city or a bigger city? I keep seeing yeah, you right I, on the edges of a bigger city. Yeah. I, I'm not really on a big city, but I'm on the outskirts in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause you got to go into the city. That's what they're telling me is, and I know it's going to be a pain, but that's the way through it is to go out of the, go into the city, 
go out of your cost range, and that's where you're going to find a professional. I okay. see a law firm of at least two to three gentlemen that the name is going to be, you know, like, uh, you know, Jacob and uh, whatever, Stephen, something okay. like that. The names are in it, and it's an and. Well, to, awesome. to help me um, narrow down which direction to look, is it in the same big uh, wait, city I, I that don't, my current attorney is in? I don't mean to cut you off, but my show's about to end, so that's why it had to be a quick question um, there. Okay. So uh, I'm sorry for, for cutting you off here, but I have to get to the end of the show here. So thanks for calling right, thank in. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Chris, thanks again so much for, for uh, joining us today. And, uh, again, just for everyone, the um, – Chris, give me your website again so everyone can find you. Yeah, it's carissaevemedium.com. Perfect. And, uh, and again, uh, we start a beginner's class there, February 12th, eight-week online course. Um, it's done between me and Carissa. Um, and uh, so there's eight weeks, of course, plus there's a couple circles, practice circles in there, too, as well. And you can find that information. Um, uh, again, I think it's developing mediumship developmentmediumship1.eventbrite.com, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, but go to my website. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, but you can go to my website and um, you can click on classes and events, anthonymaraca.com or mediumanthony.com. Click on classes or events and you'll see there on the bottom. Um, the, the actual link to get more information about the class. So, Krista, thanks again for joining us and um, and, and for taking the calls and um, sharing some, some of your story there with us and the callers today. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. Awesome. Uh, everyone, I, I believe I'm back next Monday. You know, people are asking me, what, where am I going to do the show? Am I doing it once or twice uh, or once a month? Or I'm going to try to do it. In the beginning, I'm going to try to do it every week. I know um, I don't have my next guest for next week, but I know February 5th, Pat Longo will be with me, and we'll be talking about healing. We'll be talking about, you know, Pat also helps and teaches mediums too as well, so we'll be talking about um, all that good stuff. So tune in uh, February 5th is Pat Longo, again, noon uh, noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, next week I will be back. Um, I'm sure to find a, a, my guest, and I'll let you guys know this week. So thanks, everyone, for tuning back in, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon.